you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a part take Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun, not at all. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Dad is Not a Now, changing the narrative for the men of color and fatherhood, but also changing the narrative about the things I care about. And today, what I care about is part two, Black Teachers are Dope. And I got a great, great cast of people with me, dope teachers, just awesome people. But before I introduce the main, 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 main guest, I want to give a quick shout out to my two co-hosts today. The awesome Paul. What's up, Paul? He's a teacher. Tell the people a little bit about mm-hmm. you. Tell uh, the people. I'm a middle school teacher in the Bronx. I teach um, seventh and eighth grade social studies. I love it. Um, but more importantly, I love giving back to my community and making sure that the next generation knows their history and um, and they get to learn both sides and multiple perspectives. And uh, for me, the biggest part is that they learn how to formulate their own opinions. That's powerful. Then also, you're a book author, too. Tell them about that, too. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. There we go. <laughs> modest, modest. Uh, Very modest. Yeah. Um, I own Serious Pens Publishing. I wrote a book called Freedom Runner. It's a book, in short, it's about uh, historical fiction. And the premise of the book is to make sure that kids who look like me and the kids who look like my friends growing up in New York City have characters that they can relate to, and they have characters that are speak that speak in their dialect in their languages. So that's awesome, awesome, and then also I'm truly excited to have Uncle Mike back with me. What's going on, Uncle Mike from the Real hey. Dash Network? And he has his uh, protege, James. <laughs> How you doing, James? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, James. Thank you. Uncle Mike, tell people a little bit about you. And then also, James, tell little people a little about you, too. So, Ishmael, first of all, thank you so much for the invitation. It's always a pleasure to co-host with you. And, um, yeah, my name is Mike, Uncle Mike. And I'm one of the facilitators of the Real Dads Network, a group of men of color. We get together every week at 7, virtually. And like I like to say we chop it up and we're there for each other. And it's, it's a great experience. Also, I'm I'm part of the steering committee of the BMI um, Brothers of Excellence at Hunter College, and I'm very fortunate to have one of my mentees here from Hunter College that's hanging out with me. <laughs> and um, I'm just looking forward to this conversation that we're going to have this evening. Awesome! And also, the main event, the special guest that's with us today, his video went viral because he brought the swag. His students brought the swag in that video. The teacher, the one and only, Mr. Lovings. How you doing, sir? 
brother, look here. I think I'm about to come out on stage and about to get it pumped. You know, I'm feeling like a, you know, uh, uh, a powerful speaker right now. So thank you for the, uh, the, uh, set up and I appreciate it. And I appreciate you reaching out to me and, uh, man, it is, it has been one heck of a ride. And, and, and you say I went viral, it's going viral again through other platforms. And it's just another, another platform picked it up today. Uh, another group rather on, an, on another platform and to watch it. Like, I'm like, man, I'm at 3000 something shares already. I mean, it was at 4,000 now. And I'm like, Oh, and have mercy. Okay. Well, uh, I need y'all to buy books though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, that's great. Yeah, I appreciate it, but you know, push me up to be that, that bestseller also. But uh, no, honestly, man, look, it, I, I didn't think that it would. I was just doing something with my kids. I've been doing this. This is nothing new. It's just an algorithm thing, I guess. And it, it, it and it caught on. And um, I'm still trying to understand how that works. You know, if I could make every one of them go viral, I would. But um, it's it's been it's been a whirlwind of opportunities to um, uh, to be on platforms like yourself and uh, share my story and share what I'm doing with the boys. And being a black man teaching etiquette has been um, definitely one of those niche markets that I'm playing in because I'm not seeing me in other markets, you know, other brothers out there who are doing it. I'm like, you know, I just want to add a little refinement, man, and polish a little bit and Hey, you know, just to expose them. Let's start off. Uh, also, uh, also I always ask my guests, um, how's your heart? Because as, as black, black men, it's hard for us to be vulnerable and, and share our story. Mm -hmm. So how's your heart? My heart is wide open, brother. I'm an open book. Uh, I don't, I, I, I wear my emotions right where they need to be. So it's not a problem at all. Mm, nice. No. So like, who is Mr. Lovin? Give us your, well, your your background a little bit, your history a little bit. Uh, a little background. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, <clears throat> I, I lived there till like 19 and I, uh, I graduated from high school after taking a break out of high school, uh, working for Citicorp Mortgage. I was a part of a uh, co-op program and I didn't want to go to college. I can care less. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was making good money straight out of college, you know, I mean, straight out of high school rather. And, you know, and I lost that job. That job went away due to uh, the economy at that time. And so I had to, I went from working at city court mortgage to working in a hotel parking lot as an attendant in a little box, sticking tickets out and giving it to people, man. So it was like, it was like a, a rude awakening to realize that I own better for myself. And then hearing my friends come back, from college talking about the different world experience because it was every bit of that what we watched growing up on television they were telling the same stories and i was like look man i think i want to go to college too so my parents didn't push me you know they, they they suggested but i did the work i looked for alumni association for jackson state and um, i ended up attending there and the best time of my life brotherhood sisterhoods that i've gained graduating from there and we are still all very close and you know, my daughter uh, followed her dad's footsteps. She just graduated with a uh, biochem engineering degree in December. So I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of her and her accomplishments. And uh, now and, and it's all a part of what you all are discussing and what your topics are normally about. Dads. My father wasn't there. I was breaking that cycle. Her mom and I divorced. And it was like, nah, man, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, my daughter was an athlete. I, I coach basketball also. And I coached her at five years old all the way up to middle school and I had to let her go, you know, so now she had to play for someone else. 
and I had to sit in the stands. That was hard, you know. <laughs> and um, you know, later to become a two-time state champion playing ball, and you know, so it was just a, you know, I had to live vicariously through her because not having my dad or anyone at my games to support me, I gave up, you know. Mm. And that's what our kids are facing. Mm. They don't get that support. And it's like, okay, why, why am I doing this? I, I didn't have that strength inside to keep pushing myself. You know what I'm saying? Because I, mm. I, I saw all the other kids' parents hugging on them, cheering them on, and I didn't receive that. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, look, whatever. I, I'm good. I, I quit. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to do this no more. So that was just – that was me. But I wanted to change the narrative again. I said I was going to break that cycle with, with my child. So later, I got, like I said, I got married, moved – to um, Atlanta and been here for 26 years. And um, I worked in the uh, marketing and advertising world and publishing. I used to uh, be over entertainment and fashion for Upscale Magazine. So I traveled a lot of times to New York. So I was up on, I was on that East, man. I, I love it. So I, I spent a lot of time up there with a lot of the fashion houses back in the day when it was Sean John and Rockaware and all those cats. I sat in the office, I partied with them. I, I, I was in that, I was in, in that world. I was in it. And 9-11 hit, bottom fell out. All the, a lot of the black agencies went under. You know, those were the primary, a lot of my clients. And so it was like, okay, we got to make a shift. We got to figure out what we're going to do here. So I became a substitute teacher. And, you know, it was just like, you know what? This ain't half bad. I get to use this money to take care of supplement. This over here, and I can still hustle over here and run Uptown Magazine, which is out of Harlem. Some of my boys own that. And they asked me to um launched atlanta uh uptown magazine so i did that so i was i was at the school and running the magazine all in school on the phone like uh look y'all do page number and okay and let me send out this invoice <laughs> real quick because i don't get paid you know and and but i was doing them a disservice because i was running both you know what i'm saying yeah. but my my boss knew that because i mean my principal knew it because she knew how great i was with the kids you know she started to see that and right. um Man, and I just stuck with it, man. And I'm, I'm an art teacher, you know. I I I, I commend my brother with the social studies. I, I did that uh, for a second. Education world has changed, yeah. <laughs> so working in specials was a little lax for me because it gave me an opportunity to still be that entrepreneur and not be so caught up in the classroom like right. a lot of the teachers are because they they hitting us over the head, man. I didn't hit them over the head more than me. I I I need to be at this meeting. No, Mister Lovers, you good. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. He can't do that. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like you got to sit in those meetings. And I hear all the griping sessions of the other of my other fellow um, educators. And I'm just like, they're taking the fun out of education. So in my classroom, because I teach art, I get to be creative. So right. um, I, I took on a program called Tied to Success Thursdays. And um, third through fifth grade, boys and girls get to dress up on Thursdays. You know, every Thursday. And so, you know, we are doing little things and, you know, they get to, you know, learn different uh, things through me. But I can't like get them all at one time. But right. when they come into my classroom, that's when I have control and total autonomy to do and teach right. them. And we get to have these conversations. So I'm a different breed of art teachers. Like I push kids beyond their limits. Like uh, from August to December, you're learning the basics of art. 
from January to, to it's time for us to go, we're doing real life stuff. Like they, they had to do, a, they had to become their own advertising agency. Wow. Where they had to be creative. They had to, they had to write the jingle. I, I, I collaborated with the music teacher. So she took on that part with writing their jingle, but they had to, you know, act, they had to direct, they had to shoot it. I made them do everything. I worked with the media department in my school. I'm like, why are we pushing our kids? And they don't understand the understand the nuance of art theory. So to understand how colors change your mindset. So it's taking them and teaching them. And I'm like, they they get it. These kids play video games and they go gaming. Trust me, they're not slow. Push them. And so that's what I did. And I, I did at the end of that, I created this whole uh, Addy Awards where they all got to dress up like they was going to a, a really big awards. I had a red carpet. I had banners in the ceiling and I went to Goodwill. I, I found real unique um award looking things like a guitar or a music note spray painted everything gold and they they, they won as a class it was wow. not it was no individual thing it was they won as a class because they had to do it they had to make the product out of paper if it was cereal they had to create the cereal and all that so um just i mean i'm, I'm about pushing them beyond their limits and that's what that's how a little bit of the art of etiquette which that's the name of my company the art of etiquette came about uh you know i can go on and on brother no 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 but, but um <laughs> tell me in your experience what was your breakthrough moment where you're like all right i'm do this is what i'm this is my purpose well at, you know what i'm tell you i've always been an entrepreneur you know always since i was in high school i threw parties and all that I've always been an entrepreneur so i sat in the classroom so what if during Thanksgiving, during the month of November, I was like, okay, I got to create a lesson plan. All right, what I want to do for the whole month that I can get away with. Um, so they made place settings. They did tables. They did a, a placemat. So I was like, well, look, man, you guys get to design your own placemat for Thanksgiving so you know where your, your knife and fork and spoon cup go. And you can create create and decorate it once I taught them what where each item went. And so the second year... I was looking at them while they was doing it. I was just sitting in class looking. I'm like, man, it's a business. I was like, it's something to this. I got to figure this out because I could see, yeah. And then I just went on and I I just started it. I just created bringing in my own silverware and my own plates. And I started teaching them by showing them exactly what to do. Then I later customized my own paper plates. You know, I had a founder company that did it and you know, I started doing after school programs throughout Atlanta. I picked up several uh, contracts and, you know, uh, social media help. You know, you know, we ain't supposed to be doing it. But hey, man, look here. Yeah, how else somebody going to see what I'm doing and just go, man, we need this. And that's what's happening. I mean, I got somebody from South Africa reach out to me today. Like, wow. how, how can I work with you with what you're doing? I'm like, but y'all ain't seen what I do. All y'all see is a bunch of kids walking in some suits. You know nothing about what I really do. But I teach them etiquette through different rules and nuances of using their hands and things like that to understand and remember where everything goes. And tell me, as a as a teacher, what does this quote mean to you? This is a one of my favorite uh, Kobe Bryant quote. Don't look what I did, but look how I did it. Well, you know, Kobe's one of my my, my favorite, man. Uh, anyway, I'm a Laker fan anyway. So uh, for me, with that quote, it's. It's, it's for me, it's about never giving up, Go going forward. Don't sit back and allow your own mindset to break you and allow you not to go forward and create your your, your destiny. I would step into your destiny, your purpose. So it's just really, man, just basically what? 
change your thinking and change your life. As, but as a teacher, like as like as as a, as a philosopher, as your teacher, because I know what I love, what you're doing is you, you're showing them how to do it instead of them just looking at you doing doing it. You're you're setting that example of how to do it. So like like talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, hey, first of all, I'm a fashion guy, so I love suits. I love dressing up. I mean, that's always been me, even as a kid. So I look like I look different than what they are used to seeing because I teach in the hood. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. They don't see this person walking around their neighborhood all the time. So, A, they see, they see, I mean, they hear them say, man, Mr. Levin, you, you look fresh today. Mr. Levin, you clean today. I'm like, I'm clean every day. What you talking about? Not, not best Thank you, boy. Thank you. I appreciate it. But, I mean, that was the first thing was my image. You know, I wanted them to see the image of what I thought they should, you know, just a, a different look. You know what I'm saying? I don't question how other, other people move and how they dress, but I do want to show them something different. And that's how it initiates with walking through the door every morning. I, I, I take the time to look like a grown man. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's just for me, you know, and, you know, from that point, they, they later sit around and they, 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 they want it too. like when I start getting the jackets, that's they, they want to feel that as well. So I feel like I've set an example on that part, but when it comes to how I, I deal with them, you know, I'm 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 a, I don't, I'm a no nonsense teacher, man. I don't play. My principal send all the bad kids to me because she know they and they like no, don't want to go in there because they know it's going down. I don't care about your mama. I don't care about your daddy. I care about you right now. And wow. I go in and but then I love extra hard on them because I want them to go whoa. But then they go man, man, Mister Loving like a father figure to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I take the time to give them the emotional side to let them know it's okay. You know what you're going through, but look, this is what we're going to stop doing. You know, and then to hear other teachers say, "Man, Mister, I don't know what you did or what you said, but he on the right track." Because I have things that I create incentives for them to be a part of it. Like I, mm -hmm. I coach basketball at the school for, for elementary as well. So those kids that want to be on my team, oh, they already know. They they don't they don't want to mess up because they because they, they literally have to hand over whatever I give them if it's a certificate or whatever. They got to hand it over to the next person. You got to give it right. up. Yeah. And that's the one thing they don't want to do. They've seen it happen and it's broke some of them right. where they had to give up their spot. They had to give right. it up. You messed up. Give it up. You get one time to mess up. I don't do twos and threes. You get one time to mess <laughs> up. That's it. One time. You know, when you go, you do something in jail. I mean, you do something to go to jail, they give you no more times, really. You know <laughs> <laughs> Unless you just was wrongfully accused, you get no more time. You go get nice. time. And I, I and I, my thing, I just want to. I don't, I don't want that to happen to him, man. I, right. I, it's rough, man. This is an emotional field, and 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 a lot of a lot of people just don't get it, man. We go hard, man. I mean, yeah. and then we ain't here to hurt kids. We here right. to love on them, you know, and, and help them through. But there are some there are some bad teachers out there too, you know. I know some of them, you know. It's, they don't care. They just go to get a check and they out. Yeah. You know, I stay after school sometimes four or five o'clock, you know, and. Just because I, I want to feel and I want to see something different. And I'm also brainstorming with myself and writing ideas down. Like, how are we going to do this? Yeah, this right. is going to be pretty dope. Okay, this is what we're going to do. And I'm an artist, so it comes to me naturally. I hope I answered it, brother. No, I'm no, like, no, brother. You talker, did. Man, I go, no, no, I I go on and on and on. No, man. man. I, I love your passion. 
because Paul does the same thing with us. He loves his students. Uncle Mike does the same thing too. He talks about his mentors. So as you show that passion for 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 your pupils, and that's the most important thing. And I'm looking at Uncle Mike. He 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 wanted to ask a question. Go ahead, Uncle Mike. No, no. I, this has been great, um, Sean. And I just would like to find out from you. You said you grew up without your dad. Yeah. Um, so when was the defining moment in your life where you stopped looking back, letting your your past define your future? Well, I can honestly say, man, I went through it, bro. I, I mean, I still have moments. You know what I'm saying? My father still walks this earth and in mm. 22 years, he's never met his granddaughter. Mm. I'm like, what is it about you that you are not allowing yourself to feel? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so. For me, I guess it was about in my 30s, I really honestly forgave him and I let it go mm-hmm. because it was like, what, why? You know, I mean, I have a daughter. I know I'm doing some of the right things. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning to be a father based off of what I didn't receive. And I, let, I it had to be about 30s, man, going to church, man, and, and let my daughter go to St. Louis and spend time with my family. Again, I was left alone. My daughter was spending time because I want her to learn from my side of the family, not just her mom's side. I got her during the summers and I sacrificed my summers so she can feel and they can feel and grow with her as well. And I'm going to church. It's Father's Day Sunday. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm sitting in church and people hugging on their daughters and sons. And again, I'm feeling this loneliness of, dang, man, I got a child and I still ain't got nobody right now. You know what I'm saying? I can't feel that same joy uh, going out to dinner, you know, with my daughter, our lunch after church. And, you know, so it was, it's impactful. It, it, it stays with us until we decide to know that, you know what, man, I forgive him. Well, it's not going to do me any good to, you know, keep holding a grudge. I'm like, man, you are who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm who I am. I did a great job of my daughter to say, dad, thank you. I appreciate all you sacrificed and, you know, I, I love you. That's all I needed, man. I was great. And I have a okay. stepdaughter, too, that I raised her since she was four. So she's okay. very much a part of my life, too, still. So I'm, I'm still pops. You know what I'm saying? So I'm one of those brothers that adopted the whole thing. You know, I didn't just, you know, she taught me how to become a father. And when I had my own biologically, it was like, that, this is easy. You know what I'm saying? You got it. You know, but well, your defining moment, you would say, was about in your 30s when you looked around and said, like, wait a minute, I'm lonely. Um, I'm holding on to the past. I might as well. It, it's not doing me any good any longer. Yeah. Um, it's not serving me well. I have to forgive. Mm-hmm. And wait a minute. Where's the joy of me really being a father? And you right. start to connect. OK, thank yeah. you. And then, it, then it went from there, man. I mean, you know, it, just to see my daughter matriculate, man, it was just like, oh, OK, yeah, this I'm doing it right. I, I did. I did a good job. I pat myself on the back because to to see her achieve greatness and all that she's done, it's like, man, I quit. You didn't. You kept going. You made you state champion. You went to college. My parents ain't spent. I it's my money out of my pocket. You nobody pushed me to go to college. I decided to go. You know. So it was just one of those things that you know. My mom, she can't really still relate to how her granddaughter is. I, she don't call nobody. I say, did I call you when I was in college? No. Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's the time of our lives that you never had a chance to go. So you don't relate to that. We love you, but we're just kicking it right now, you know, and it's just a beautiful <laughs> feeling. 
I was in my feelings the first two weeks she was gone. Me and my daughter have a very close relationship, but she didn't call me at all. I was in my feelings for about two weeks. I was, I seriously, I was, I was really hurt. I was really hurt until I realized, hey, you on my campus. B, I was the same way. Go and get the party, girl. Do your thing. I'm good. I realized it. I let it go. I let it go. I was good. And now she be like, Dad, you don't even call me no more. You, it goes two ways, baby. That phone same way. You can pick it up and call me. <laughs> you know, but but no, man, we got to teach them hard lessons sometimes. But you know, hey, that's 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 where it is, man. Uh, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend. I do still have moments where I think, like, you know. Why? You know, you still have that. You ain't love me for what? I mean, what did I do to you? What I mean, what were you? You never explained yourself to make it to make to 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 really lessen this thought these thoughts that I have. You know, at least give me an explanation. But I just kind of said I'm good. You know, I'm 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 in a great place, and I get to touch kids' lives and help them through what I struggled with. That's my that's been my cure. If I can say that, you know, that's been my cure of all. Thank you. Can I ask a question? I was going to go ahead. You don't have to ask, please. You're like, can I ask a question, please? Go ahead. (laughs) Like I'm back in class. Um, Can you touch on, uh, because when you said it, that really resonated with me. And I think that a lot of people may not realize as educators, we're artists, we're creators. And can you speak to that? Well, I think that the districts, man, it's a business now, bro. This is not education for real. It's a big business from the how the books are given to us and how the curriculums are pushed out. You get something different every time a president coming in the office. You're like, okay, so y'all selling us something else now. Okay, all right. And we got to change again and we're teaching testing and we're not, they're holding us hostage from being the creative educators that we could be. Man, Teaching could be so much fun because when I did it as a sub when I first started um, 18 or so years ago, I thought this was the coolest thing, man. I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is all right. But then as the years progressed, it started to get, it just went like fast. And I was like, this is no fun. Like mm-hmm. y'all, we sitting in meetings upset, you know, like, why are we here? It's the same old thing. And y'all forcing us to be in these meetings. And come on, really? We, you ain't saying nothing that we don't know already. But I know it's a business, and I feel like they, they 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 got our hands tied, man. We can't give these kids the creativity that we have in us as well. And I know some bad teachers, man. I'm not saying bad, I mean good. Uh, that are that are phenomenal, man. But their hands are tied. You know what I'm saying? And so that's stifling them. And here, there's so many teachers about to jump ship, man. They looking at they looking at real estate. They looking right. at. And they in crypto now. They looking at all. They doing all kind of things right now because they trying to say, "I can't, man. I'm tired." Brother Sean, that's when my my sister, my my daughter went to school <laughs> to be a teacher. She was an excellent teacher. Uh, all the kids loved her, but she jumped ship. She said, "Nah, wow. I can't do. I can't do my craft." Yeah, they're tying my hands, and she's it's over. And that's such unfortunate for the students. You know, they yeah, have an incredible, creative. And powerful woman, you know, to be in the classroom, man, that's unfortunate, man. And that's, but that's what's happening. These, the younger kids are really the who, who went in for education and they kind of like, nah, I can't. We had two teachers quit this year. Like before yeah. in the, December, they was done. They was out. Wow. They, they was, it was a wrap. They're overwhelmed 
with all this other stuff that they're not teaching them in college. They're not telling them about these things. But when they come in, they're like, wait a minute. Whoa, this ain't what I studied. I didn't know this was going to be. Uh, I don't want to do this. And then they leave. Yeah. Yeah. All that training, all that education to Mm. try to go figure it out somewhere else, man. It's, 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 It's sad. That's, and all of that innate talent, you know, because they have in them, you know, it, it's their passion. It's, a, right. it's, you know, they were like born with this and they cannot mm-hmm. even perform and do their craft, unfortunately. Just, just like them brothers, a brother in Chicago that has a school with all boys, they got a high percentage rate of graduation. And no. uh, again, they get to control it. They they right. running it. So, right. and it's showing that I'm like, this works, but it's it's bigger than us. It's bigger than us. So they're going to they gonna keep their foot on our necks because it's bigger than us. It's, 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 it's things that got to happen. Like even don't get me started on the COVID thing, even down to that. This is a different time, man. And it's yeah. like teachers, teachers are scared. And they are forcing this on us. Like, you know, hey, look, man, y'all. OK, some of y'all can wear y'all masks if y'all want to. No, y'all all wearing y'all masks in my classroom. But my mama said, I don't. <laughs> 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 And unfortunately, this is my last year. You know wow. what I'm saying? Wow. Education was wow. only this. Look, I made a pact with God and myself. Mm-hmm. I was only going to teach. My daughter was in kindergarten. I stayed with her all the way through college. That was my plan. Right. So all this is happening for a reason. So I get to do it my way now. So I'm right. I'm happy. I love my stay. Right. I love my school. I've been only been to two schools in the in the 18 years. And my this school is like family. It's going it's going to hurt to leave them. Right. But I'm loving what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. And I get to I get to wrap my hands around it. Mm-hmm. I get to control how everything moves and, and and really have some different conversations that I ain't got to worry about. Oh, I'm about to get a phone call. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> uh, I'm good. I, I used to be good to get a write-up from the county every year. I, I did something wrong, something bad that's gonna afford me right. a, a write-up. Or a call, but I never cared. I'm all like, man, look. And then when I get when I get moved out of that classroom, parents, well, Mr. Lovins, can you could our son come back? No, nah, man, y'all ain't like me anyway. <laughs> y'all ain't like me, but now y'all want to keep me. You know what I'm saying? But hey, but no, nah, man. But I know that's gonna be an emotional time when that day comes. Man, um, I, I don't know your. I talk you, trash. You in your head. It's gonna hit me, man. It's gonna but hit me. Let me let me let me tell you this because um the position you're in is reminding me a lot of where the space I'm in right now. And somebody told me, somebody told me something. They said, um, you've outgrown the space. And Mm. when they said it, it took me a second to receive it because just like you, I love what I do. Mm -hmm. I love what I do. But just like you, that creativity is being stifled. But one thing I definitely want you to remember is even as you move on and you're moving into a much higher position, You can always still come back and show them, hey, look, this is what Mr. Lovin did. Y'all remember me? Let me show you where, let me show you where it took me. Because that was the one thing that you said that really resonated. Another thing you said that resonated with me was I didn't have anyone that looked like you as a teacher until I got to college. Mm -hmm. And when I got to college, I still remember this today. I walked in. And we were having a conversation. And he wasn't even, matter of fact, he wasn't even a teacher. He was a guidance counselor. He came out of his office. He looked at me and he was like, is that a clip on? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and he walked right. into his office with one of his ties. He showed me how to tie a tie. And it only took maybe mm. 15 seconds. 
I never forgot him, and I never forgot how to tie a tie. And that, and like just to think about 15 seconds out of his life changed years of mine. Wow. And I can only imagine what would have happened if I was introduced to someone like you when I was in elementary, middle school, yeah. high school. Yeah, I, I'm like you, brother. I didn't have it till I got to college either. Heck, my college dean used to say, why are you here? I walked around in suits in college. You know what I'm mm. saying? And they, and they used to be like, he act like he better than everybody. I say, no, nah, I just like to look nice. Stop tripping off of what this big stereotype. <laughs> I just like to look nice, man. I ain't got, you the teacher. I need to learn from you. But you worried about <laughs> why I look a certain way. I'm like, it was ridiculous, man. It's, ama it's amazing how we get judged. But brother, to your, to your, uh, uh, statement there, yeah, man. It was the same for me too. I I didn't have a I didn't have a I didn't see a male. I went to Catholic school for the first um, seven years, and like I told my kids, I failed a fourth grade, man. I said I was stupid, man. I was the dumbest dude, man. I, mm -hmm. I, I just I just wanted to look good. I ain't care about nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I did it. I didn't. You know, my mm -hmm. grandmother didn't really have a, a high level education. My grandfather did. My mom uh, stopped in high school, so it's like who teaching me? I'm, 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 so I was, you know, just not the best kid till I got to high school. And then it set in mm -hmm. when people started, people followed me because I was a popper kid. And the assistant principal, she was like, I'm gonna make you a senior leader. I'm like, my grades ain't like theirs. And she was like, no, you got it in you. <laughs> and she knew what to do. And she wow. put me in there and they put those other kids made me want to be great because I didn't want to look like the dumb. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I started mm -hmm. asking questions. I started looking and I ended up in a really great position to co-op for a, a fortune 500 company straight out of high school. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, while okay. in high school half a day cool. and then get hired by them right out of high school. Come on. Mm -hmm. man. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, so, mm -hmm. and then, so that's what built my self-esteem is that somebody took interest in me and put me in a position that I, I, I shouldn't have been in because I wasn't qualified to be in that position. But she saw great greater in me to position me over there. And I just mm. took ran with it. You answered actually one of my questions was, <laughs> who are, who influenced you? Who had an influence on your life? And <laughs> the power of mentorship and, and mentoring and empowering others, you know, and we just have to keep doing that in our community. You know, I'm going to blow that question all the way up. <laughs> I'm going to blow it up in two ways. Bill Cosby was my daddy. Mm. I used to lie and say my father was a doctor. I was Theo in my head because I was dyslexic too. But I literally grabbed hold to the college show like TV raised me. Like these kids, what they watch today ain't like what we watch. We saw positive figures. Bill yes. County was that father figure to me because I was like, that's how yeah. I want my dad to handle me. I would want that humor. I want somebody to love me like that. And yeah. so I took that on. Now let's jump over here to the to the mentor thing. Ain't nobody showed me nothing. Wow. The reason why? Because again, back to the exterior. I, I, I sought out to so many mentors, man, but there was one guy in particular. I was like, man, this brother's smart as heck. I, I mean, he took hold to me. Until I came into his office, I'm suited up. I, I know I, I feel like I'm supposed to be this way going into your office. And then the women are like, mm, all right now. <laughs> Why did he have to see that? Because he was the star. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I came in. I said, like, how am I threatening you? You got the money, everything else. 
I'm trying mm. to keep college, and he never really helped me anymore after that. Like wow. I paid it out, and it was like kind of pushed me away. And I was like, bro, this is crazy. I I just I just want to gain and I'm sick of making the mistakes. I'm right. sick of having to start over because did nobody teach me how to how to set up my business properly? You know what I'm mm. saying? I had to excuse my friends, Negro rigged uh, businesses. You know how you pay taxes, man? I ain't paying no taxes. Whatever, I'm gonna dissolve this thing every three years. Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all kind of foolishness. But right. and, and then it, and then it took now the internet, man. Still to this day, I still have never had a mentor, man. I had uh -huh. to self educate myself and go now internet is great i get to watch videos i get to learn from other people i get to pick who i want to follow and and, and and take that information and i tell my kids the same thing if your teacher not teaching you something and you're not getting it go to youtube put it in put that same problem right. in and watch it gonna come up and they start right. to go man mr loving i learned i know how to do it now i said because yeah. Sometimes it takes another person, and you can keep rewinding that too. You can't yeah. rewind your teacher. No, no, you can go right, right back. Right. Play it again. Okay, okay, play it again. Right. <laughs> right. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, I'm a chef too. So there's some recipes I'd be like, "Ooh, that's that looks good." Hold on, man. Let me let me take that back. <laughs> but there's yeah. no, I don't get it, man. This, this age right now, you should be it's successful. Yeah, you know fair. what I'm saying? But it still takes our guidance as black men. And, and grab a hold to them because at the end of the day, it's the energy they need to feel. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's the mm -hmm. energy. That's what I believe. It's the energy they need to feel. No, I totally mm -hmm. agree with that, man. James, you want you have a question for Mr. Loving? Yeah. Um. So I want to be an educator as well. Um, Go ahead, on your blood. I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, come get my spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be open. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of being like either English teacher or social studies teacher. Awesome. And I would love to connect with you guys afterwards because uh, I'm just looking for more black men that I could like learn from, especially educators, right? Um, but um, my question is like, what's the hardest thing um, you have to go through as an educator, as a black man, as an educator? Um, because I, I, I don't know what it's like. I'm teaching middle school students right now. Uh, but I haven't had the experience yet of being in the classroom day in and day out. Um, so, yeah. It, it, it's hard to see them give up on themselves, man. That's the hardest mm -hmm. thing. You know mm -hmm. To watch them give up on themselves and you can't do nothing about it after you didn't try to do all you can and then they're gone because the system pushes you out. Mm. All right. So I'm in elementary. I know some mm. of these kids need to be held back mm -hmm. two more years for the most part, mm. but they push them on out. And it's mm, like... Yeah. Man, I, bro, if you don't get it, you finna get it, basically. Mm -hmm. So to me, the hardest thing is is watching them being pushed out to fail. And they mm -hmm. are. They've been pushed out to fail until somebody else grab a hold to them and believe in them like I did or any other mm -hmm. teacher did. And for me, that's 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 the hardest thing, man, out of anything is to watch them fail, man. And you can't yeah. do nothing about it. You got to. I mean, once they're gone. They move and then you have to follow them. I mean, it's too, you got to work, you got families. You, it's mm. a lot, bro. And so you feel guilty a lot of times that you had a great relationship with that kid. And then you hear from another kid, like, yeah, he vaping and stuff, Mr. Loving, and he doing all kinds. Because I'm also a basketball coach. So those same kids, them, them hardcore kids, most of them are always athletes too. Yeah. And I got yeah. them, you know, and, and I, like I tell them, I love his energy. I'm Mr. Loving's in the classroom. 
I'm coach lovers in the gym, so they get a different person in the gym. Right. I'll cut you out in the gym. You're gonna get that. Right. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> if parents come back, I've had parents say, Mr. Lovers, can you please tone it down and watch him out with my son? That's why you're punk now, ma'am. Let me get him. Let me get him. You know, I mean, I don't hold my tongue, bro. I don't. I don't. I know I shouldn't. I should probably, but I don't. I don't. Because <laughs> when she started changing her son in that fight in him, I said, man, that's all I was doing was just talking trash. Now look at him now. He out there balling. He out there. He big old. You're in, a, you're in a fifth grade and you almost six feet and you soft. I got girls taking you. <laughs> uh, not on my watch. Not on my watch, dude. So, but, so she saw that when we went to the playoffs. She was like, he's a he played different for you. I was like, yeah, because you let me do what I wanted to do and I needed to do. Not this old, come on, Daniel. Come on over here, son. Sit down. I'm going to put her in. <laughs> oh, dude, get your big old butt up out there and do what you got to do. Go handle that for me. You know what I'm saying? Go handle that for me. <laughs> and I think that's the one thing, too. It's just like, just that the that that man role plays yeah. a huge role because there's certain things that a woman can't teach a child that only a man can teach. Oh, our presence is everything. Everything. When the teachers are having problems with a certain kid cool. and I've been called on to go get the kid, I walk in, such and such. Come on. He gets right up and come. They be like, really? Really? <laughs> and all I say, I be like, I'm the child whisperer. That's all I am. <laughs> That's all, because they don't see. They're used to women in their homes, sisters and aunties and grandmamas. They don't see us. That bravado, when we come in, that tone. Right. They, they like, hey, 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 come here. Oh. <laughs> so if you don't hear that in your own house and you out at school and you hear that, boy, I said, if you don't get over here right now, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's like, they go automatically to the yes, sir. And they like, yeah. yeah. I look at you like, oh, yes, sir. Okay, figure it out because you know I'm about to lose it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we have, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm hardcore, but I love so hard on it. When the door closed and I got them, I'm like, look here, son. I got you. But this is what you're going to have to do for me, man. I love you, boy. And that right there, I, I, I broke so many kids on that right there. I love wow. you, boy. Wow. And they like, they ain't never heard nobody tell them, a man tell wow. them they love them. Yeah. And so it's like, they want their tears start. What Man, that's the most powerful thing to watch is telling a young black kid you love him and he yeah. ain't yours. Mm, and yeah. watch their eyes and they go, and then you become that, that positive force. They're going to still mess up a little bit, but they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to, um, they don't want to make you, um, Help me out. I can't even think right now. Um, they, you, they, it becomes they so plain. They don't want a disappointment. <laughs> if I see them in the hallway and they in trouble when I'm coming, it's like, oh, man, dang, here he comes. <laughs> and sometimes I don't say nothing. I just walk right past them. I look at them like, and then they know I, they, they didn't hurt my, they, 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 they hurt because they, they know I'm hurt now. That they right. really, I'm disappointed. Yeah, because so, the beautiful thing is you show them that you cared, yeah. you know. And once you show someone that you care, it builds a relationship, which is great. You know, they don't care how much you know. They want to know how much you care. And they don't have, especially a man, a male figure, caring and showing that compassion and love. Once that relationship is built, they're like putty in your hand. So, Brother Sean, it's just amazing what you're doing. And 
the positive impact that you're having on the youngsters. And it, it it's so inspiring. It really man, is. Uh, I, I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. I mean, I, man, if you knew my story, man, so much. Like, we didn't really get into the book and why that was designed the way it was. And oh, let's get into I, the book. I, 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 right on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I'm going to market it always first. To the book. But, but, like, I share real life with my kids. I showed up and tell them that I was homeless, man. I sacrificed everything for my daughter. I left my ex-wife and I lost my job behind that. I lost, I lost, I mean, bro, I lived in my car. I, um, man, I lived on about, I got everybody written down because it's in my book that I'm going to do like eight to 10 different people's sofas and floors who let that knew me. And it was sisters that took me in. It wasn't no brothers. It was sisters that wow. it was it was it was platonic. It was I ain't trying to hit. I ain't trying to do nothing. I need a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. I don't have family here. My daughter was the only family I had, and I wasn't leaving her. I got a job offer to move to LA and run Heart and Soul and Honey. Um, you know, and we'd be a part of that kind of movement. And you know, I didn't take it. I didn't take another job because I didn't want to be clear across the country. And my daughter says, Dad, can you go with me to my father-daughter dance? And I'm like, uh, baby, daddy ain't gonna be able to make it. Where my uncle gonna go? That would have killed me. Yeah. So I was like, I'll deal with it. I, I lived below the pro- poverty line, substitute teaching for a long time, man. Wow. I wasn't making no real money, but my presence for my daughter was the money that I needed. Right there, I needed that more than the money that I was getting. But I've always hustled. I always figured out how do I make money. At the same, man, look, I cook in the classrooms. I hustle plates in the classroom to this day. Mm. You know, them shrimp and grits be hitting. Yeah. I pre-cook it at home. I make salads. Uh-huh. I, man, look, bro, I was making smoothies yeah. one time for people in school. At <laughs> uh-huh. the art room, big. I got plenty of room. I got sinks. Mm-hmm. I got everything I need. <laughs> <laughs> hey, long as everybody else is like, Shh, I was like, <laughs> so. And and, and I, I, man, so that's 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 what I do. I pick up catering gigs that way. I cook for other principals in their schools. They give me contracts to do stuff because they my personality, and they just like man, I love that dude. That dude's stupid, man, and but he can cook though. You know that food good. So <laughs> um, I teach. I teach. See, here's the here's here's the thing. Here I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get into the book, man. Like my man, brother Paul here. Let me say he was talking about the whole me coming out, and we was talking about that. I could kick myself when I realized that. I cook in the class, I cook in school and serve teachers. 30 to 40 teachers when I do that, bro. Mm. The science behind it that I later I just figured out last year, $330 a day is all I need to make. That's close to $8,000. That's $80,000 a year. Come on. On look, on just yeah. lunch time I'm finished. I say I was working too hard. This is not right. I it took me all this time to figure out money. It goes, damn it, three hundred and thirty dollars a day. That's thirty plus teachers. Oh, I'm getting that now. So what if I I pick up five schools? So it was like, okay, now I figured out these different ways how to do this. But anyway, man, but. Yeah, no, don't get me started, man. I, I'm a hustler. No, no, you you already got us interested, man. Go I'm, ahead, I'm man. Just, this is what you started. So, <laughs> all right, you talked about, you asked the question about how Art of Etiquette started. So Art of Etiquette started, just like I said, I watched the kids do their project in the classroom. I turned it into uh, a business. Um, and then later, 
uh, I thought about a book. I was like, man, why not make the utensils talk and be be characters? Then right. on top of that, I said, well, dang, why not create a legacy book and make the utensils my family? Mm. So it just so happened to pan out. Carolyn the Cup, that's my mother. Mm. Sierra the Spoon, that's my daughter. Mm. Nita wow. the Napkin, that's my cousin. Fred mm. Sr., Fred Jr., that's Freddie the Salad Fork and Freddie the Dinner Fork. Mm. Petey the Plate, my uncle. And my grandmother is simply the chair. She's the comforter. She's where we comfortable when we sit down. She makes yes. the home comfortable. My yes. grandfather was the foundation. We all sat on that. And then wow. my uncle was the knife. His name is Alvin, so he's the only one that didn't match. But bottom line is, <laughs> when you when you purchase my book and you hear the story about my grandmother asking me to set the table at eight years old, you know, and I got nervous. And then so all the utensils are trying to find their way to the table to help me set the table for Thanksgiving before the guests come. You know what mm. I'm saying? So that's in essence what the book is all about. But mm. it still teaches you where the napkin goes, where the fork goes, and what the fork does, what the cup is supposed to do, what the you know, so with the spoon, who it is. So there's a glossary in the back that tells you also, you know, it outlines it there as well. But you get a chance to just kind of follow my journey. And I look at it, my grandmother's 90 years old, she's still living, and you know, it's like a blessing to honor her in this book while she's still here. You know what I'm saying? She gets to get her flowers and know that. My son, my grandson, she raised me. My mother had me at 17. She was just a kid herself, but my grandmother raised me. So it was like, you did this, grandma. You know what I'm saying? You put this in me. And I turned it into a business. And I turned it into a book about our family. So your name will forever be written in this book right here. So that was my whole piece because also I'm a marketer. It's a story yes. to tell too. So, you know, yes. when I'm interviewed, it's a feel good story about family, mm. about, you know, legacy. And, you know, and then teaching kids just the proper way to have ma the proper manners, you know. So I feel like it's a win-win situation. There. <laughs> it is. Do, do you see this actually being like a like an animation? Brother, already on for it. Kids? Oh, okay. Already on it, bro. Right. Already on it. <laughs> Marketing because, people think the same way. So yeah, okay. already. already <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> my next book is a hygiene book, and I'm doing the same thing with that. I'm pick. I got friends and some other family members that are going to be the tile, the net. I mean, the the toothbrush, the toothpaste. I'm doing the same thing. I'm right. That's 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 being um, outlined now because I'm like, why stop here? Let's keep going. Yeah. I, I yeah. love this kid space, man. It's it's beautiful, and you know, um, it's it's not a lot of us out there doing it. We loving on kids and we teaching them, but. I want elementary grown people. I, you need to teach this to grown men. No, that's the problem. They already grown. And they ain't trying to do it. I ain't <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna come get these right here that right. I can mold those minds and shape right. them. And they want it and they yes, love man. it. My yeah. let me tell you something. I hate to say this, y'all. Y'all forgive me. I'm just a real cat. Go ahead, brother. I'm gonna say these names though. Um, it is what it is. <laughs> My hood kids, you'll be like, man, I'm, I know it's hard over there. Yeah, initially it starts off hard. But they are putty, man. They they want it. And when they and then when I ain't there and I hear from the director, like, man, them kids was mad because you wasn't there today, Mr. Lovin. They 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 was looking for you. I was like, ah, oh, I hate I had something I had to take care of. Jack and Jill, them little kids, man. You think they supposed to know? And them some good kids, man. Oh my god. I was like, no, y'all got to stop. Stop, sit down. Boy. I didn't have to do that that much with my other kids. Like I had to do with the kids who got structure, who have dad in the house and all. But I'm like, oh, so y'all not really, I ain't saying what y'all not doing, but it seems like you're not. 
because I got to go in so hard on these kids more than I do these kids. Right. Uh, right, man. They, they feel entitled. Right. Yep. Feel That's entitled. it right there. Yeah. Entitlement. That's exactly yeah. what it is. But, yeah. you know, I'm still going to go for you. I'm still getting at you. I don't care. Tell your mom and daddy come see me. I ain't scared of you. You know, <laughs> I mean, because I'm like, dang, man, like I had a father who got out of prison, man, at one of my old school, my old school, and he got mad at how I dealt with his son. He came with tattoos everywhere. And I, I supposed to be scared of that, bro. You don't know where I come from. So right. you can look at the suit and go, man, yeah, I'll come. I say, partner. So what's up? I broke him. I say, look, did you just get out of jail? Because your son told me. Then I said, do you want to <laughs> see your son go there? I said, well, no. I said, why don't we do this, bro? Why don't me and you both? wrap around him and make sure he ain't playing both of us because i don't let him see you see how he was saying yes sir no sir to me does he say it to you mm. no he don't i said because I, I i demand respect that's the difference man so all i'm gonna tell you is from now on that's what he's gonna say to you you know what i'm saying so Absolutely. let's make sure that he don't try to play both of us and he was like yeah 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 mr loving that's that that's cool that's cool I mean, you can be hard all day, bro. But if you want your son to be better than you, because we all want our kids to be better than us, yeah. then let's do it. Let, let's work together. So I just flipped him and then wrapped my arms around him, too, and been like, let's do this together so he ain't got to follow your trail. You know what I'm saying? And then he was like, he was gone. All that old huffy puffy. Right. Gone. So if, you hit, if you hit me, you're going back to that place you don't want to go. I'm way smarter than you. You're going to hit me first because you're going to jail, bro. That's that's like, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> real, man, look, I, don't let that suit fool you. Like Steve Harvey's always said, don't let the suit fool you. It's a track suit right. for real. That's all it is. <laughs> and my little slipper shoes, they, they tennis shoes too. But I'm not the violent dude, but don't push me, brother. That's right. That's all I'm saying. We don't want, no, nobody wants to be dealt with and handled. I'm gonna resolve it through my mouth first because I ain't trying to go to jail. I want to see my daughter get married and have Come kids, on. and I want to I want to witness all of that. But right. you know, man, no, nah, bro, we we got to be raw sometimes with these kids. Yeah. We got to, and I am. I'm yeah. just raw with them. I'm honest. I let them know my failures, all of that. I don't mm -hmm. hold back because a some of them are gonna face some of the stuff that we're yep. going through, and if they hear it, it's gonna be like, man. Mr. Mike told me, I remember yep. what he said, wow, that helped them. Mr. Paul, I mean, Paul, Mr. Uh, I ain't got my glasses on, bro, so Darden, right? Yeah, Darden, right? Yeah, Mr. Darden, you know, he has said, when I was growing up, man, it's powerful to hear them later say that, they, that you were their favorite teacher. You was crazy, Mr. Love, but you were my favorite teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't care how you call it. <laughs> <I appreciate that. laughs> well, you care. That's yeah, that's right. It's so, it's so powerful to care, really care. Yeah, and authenticity. Yeah, and they they can yeah. tell authenticity, you know, yeah. and that that's right. powerful, and they feel the energy. Oh yeah, I, what y'all getting right now is what I am in the classroom, man. Straight food, man. And it's awesome. I have I have fun with them, and I'm I'm crazy with them. A chair might slide across the room sometimes, like because my <laughs> they be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> never hurt you. But you just need to know the power of Mr. Lovins and that he ain't playing with you. But I want you to understand, I love, I love my kids, man. I love them. That's, it's the they see the girls walk down the hall. Hey, Mr. Lovin, because I love on them too. Right. I make sure that they get that same touch as far as that male comfort of man. I could talk to Mr. Lovins about everything and anything. I'm like, no, not every anything. You gotta talk to the counselor because I can't talk right. about that. I, certain <laughs> things I'm gonna hands off, bro. I'm like, right, whoa. 
Go see. <laughs> I'm not doing that one. Yes. So, but yeah, man. No, I mean, hey, you know, it's just it's just a part of the job, man. Well, you know, I really appreciate you sharing this. I don't yes. think it's coincident that James is here. He wants to be an educator, and you just giving okay. him some real on, some real curls. <laughs> so you're yes. dropping some serious gems and. Yes. And thank yeah. you so much. This is no, you, you're welcome. And James, man, just to be sitting next to uh, Uncle Mike there, bro, that's powerful in itself, man. Yes. You know, don't take that for granted, man, because somebody like me did not have that to to, to guide me so that I can just sit there and laugh with something. Don't even talk about nothing, but I can laugh with a, a person, if a man, and go, man, man, that's the most precious thing in the world is to be able to have that energy yeah. and know that somebody that's not even your father care about you just as, as if he was your father. It's a beautiful thing, brother. It really is. And don't, yeah. don't ever take that for granted. We all have bad yeah. days and so forth. Yeah. You got you to gotta manage him too because he human, just like you. You know, he has to manage you as well. So just understand, it's the same thing with kids. They got yeah. bad days. You don't know what's going on in their home. Yeah. And they come to school angry, man, because you know they watched their mother get beat last night. See, we don't, yeah. see this is the thing I don't like about about schools too is that I know they can't dis disclose a lot of stuff, but if I knew this kid was a foster kid going through what he going through, I would not speak to him the way I do. I yeah. would be able to go, whoa, let yeah. me hone in on him a little bit and be a little bit yeah. understanding. If I don't know, I'm giving every kid the same, Mr. Lovins. But some yeah. situations cause for a different me. But right they don't now. they don't disclose that with us, and we yeah. just you know he he hard he bad he pants sagging. I'm like I got belts for you, bro. I got a belt for you, and when you go ready to go home, bring me my belt back because at the end of the day, because <laughs> you, you coming back here without another belt on, and I'm gonna have to have this one for you. So, right. but yeah, but that's that's all the things too, man. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna have to be creative, loving, understanding. You're gonna have to be everything to these kids, man. I just will. be prepared for that. What you want is what they want to. That's you know right. what I'm saying? So that was powerful. I think that's that that's some this whole amazing conversation. Um yeah. before we uh, end this great, great, great episode of Dad is not a now to all the teachers that's with me now. What are your last closing words for for today? Man. I, I, hey, I, I y'all had me at the end. I'm gonna go first, and I, y'all can close it out. <laughs> <laughs> For me, though, honestly, though, man, this this has been first. Let me say this has been totally awesome, man. I, I appreciate it. You never know what you're gonna get. Like, I had did one podcast, dude, sent me a list of questions. Uh, I had several, I, I don't care, just had me on, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna leave with this. It's so yeah, sad, man. It's so simple. Excuse my French. Just give a damn. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's for me, man. That's all. I just I give a damn. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I just give a damn. Mm -hmm. I care enough for him, man. I want to see greatness. One of my kids right now playing for the New York Knicks. I coached him in elementary school. Wow. James Walker the third, Florida State, mm -hmm. state champion at Jonesboro mm -hmm. High School mm -hmm. two yeah. times, and he playing. Mm -hmm. for, he got drafted to the New York Knicks. Come on, dog. Yeah. Come on. I'm like. I'm like, but he started with me. And I'm right. like, that's one of mine right there. That's yeah. one of mine. Yeah. You know, I'm like, how precious is that? Come so on, you man. get to matriculate and be a great kid 
and now reach your level of success. Right. That you, it, man, it was in you. Priceless. Priceless. It was in you from that's grade right. school. That's right. That's right. That's right. Special. That's right. Special. Yeah. And that's what we are. It don't even have to be athletics, even academics. Mm -hmm. we look, there's certain kids in the classroom we look at and go, uh, no, that one right there, he's special. He's going to be that dude. He's going to be that okay. guy that we're going to look up and see and be like, whoa. So again, I just gave a damn, man. That's all it is for me. I just, I give a damn. Can you put that on a shirt and sell it? The entrepreneur in me, and you just, that just really <laughs> Hey, Stoke, don't you do, don't you fool with that, man. <laughs> Uncle Mike, Paul, you guys want to go? Um, yeah, I, I would tell you for, for as an educator, don't be scared to rock the boat. Yep. He said, like, like he just said, uh, Mr. Levin just said it. Education has been changing, but the fundamental, the fundamental premise of education has not changed and it never will change. Mm. You're there to help educate. You're there to teach and you're there to impart. As teachers, we wear every possible hat you can imagine and at the end of the day you're going to be faced with one of the toughest decisions ever do i do what's best for the students mm. or do i do what admin tell me to do mm. and when those those um i'm not sure what state you're in but those are there's going to come a time where it's going to be, do I do what's best for these kids or do I do what admin tells me? And don't be scared to rock the boat. And I like to tell this to all the incoming uh, kids from college who are coming in, don't be scared to rock the boat, especially if you can swim. Damn. Love it, brother. Preach. Uncle Mike, it's going to be hard for you, Uncle Mike. Well, I, I just want to say is that, you know, you have to be authentic with the kids. They can see when it's coming from the heart. Mm -hmm. And they don't really care how much you know. They want to know how much you care. And there's not that many people that's caring out there. So you're going to shine. You're going to make an impact for life. Like that's our right. brother said, you know, and the rewards are priceless. I mean, the gratification and the joy of making a positive impact on a child is just, it, it's just feeding it's feeding your joy, it's feeding your peace, um, it's feeding life into you. It's actually feeding life into you. So show that you care. Nice. And for the next generation, James, you're in, you're in, the, you're in the show. Got you. Um, well, for me, one thing I'm learning as a teacher, as an educator in training right now, is being your own person and being a person in the classroom because um, you're not this title, you're not just this authority. You're there to love these kids and to really love them um, and just being your own person too. And like, they love you for you being yourself, right? Uh, <laughs> at first, like when I first started teaching, I would be like, put this front on. That's not working because they see right through that. Mm -hmm. um, so like, as soon as I started just being me, um, saying what I'm saying and just like, like chatting it up and like, especially in between lessons and stuff like that, like they, they started loving me just as much as I love them, you know? Um, so yeah, just for the, the, the people in my position right now, just keep, keep being you, man. That's awesome. Awesome, brother. Awesome. And, brother. and that's brother. why black teachers are dope and we're out. Peace. <laughs>
all for you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here but that I'm behind you But always got you, end of discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you But still in all, give you every advantage I found Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown And since the baton was passed, I've been down Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all my message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.